Yes, here we go. Um, show number fucking 20. Yay! Actually, I'll start that again because maybe it's it fucking shouldn't be there. exactly the first word we say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Welcome to show number 20. Hello, and we have Mr. Eric Normand over in the US of A, hello, I believe. Hello, hello, yes, in New Orleans. From, from Trumpsvania. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we oh, won't man. go there today. It's okay. I guess we'll I could pull a Brexit joke or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Ray in Belgium. And Peter, you're is, not in Holland, are you, actually? No, I'm not in Holland. I'm in Germany. I'm in Munich uh, for the rest of the yeah. week. Uh, I just landed today, so I'll be here for the rest of the week. So this is the first time, uh, this is uh, Defen, half of it is on the road. Yeah. Very cool. Worth. That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm at a nice so, Airbnb with a lot of books. So it's going to be fun. All right. <laughs> so last week we started off with the weather. And, yes. And um, we, we, could, we could go there again because, you know, that's always a great t- subject. But, but I figured t- just to try a, a different tack, um, I, I thought I'd recount something that I did today that was just really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, it turns out that I needed to move some compost from one composting uh, from a compost box near my house to, to a composting uh, site away from my house. Okay. <laughs> and, so, so <laughs> we started from weather. Now it was really now it was really an we, awesome job. <laughs> we thought the weather discussion was shit, and this is not literal shit. I mean, this is like proper it's literal shit. Yeah. Awesome. I don't think we can wow. go, go below than this in, in terms of boring crap. Well, yeah. don't challenge Actually, yourselves too hard because, you know, you're going to... Uh, I think we have something. plenty of stuff. Like, you know, we can talk about uh, <laughs> curling. We can talk about Scala. We can talk about uh, you know, a lot of things that, that can bore people out. But um, anyway... Uh, Java. Java classes and the exactly. type hierarchy. Well, uh, so, so you're trying to tell me that composting is not interesting? Is that it's just just to be clear? Uh, whatever works for you. I mean, was it worm <laughs> composting or some other kind of compost? Yeah, just natural vegetarian, natural. Uh, vegetable, and uh, the, the kind of papers and stuff like that. Yeah, okay. Uh, okay. organic compost. Organic. Yeah. Do you throw your coffee grinds yeah. in there? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the good stuff. So you're getting, you're getting into it. Man, this is that's this right, the yeah. best podcast ever. <laughs> You know, you know, in Belgium, the communes give regular training courses on how to do composting. Oh, oh nice. This is what a great country this is. Yeah. yeah. How, how to avoid the rats coming into your compost. Well, you never put meat in there never or anything meat, cooked. No. Yeah. Okay. Oh, nothing yeah. cooked. Because the rats nothing like cooked. their food cooked. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I saw that on a film, actually. Was it a Belgian what, film? What, did they give you the videos and it stuff? It was called now, Ratatouille. Or? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man boom all right okay <laughs> let's move on let's move okay on. let's move to well, less let's... boring stuff now <laughs> this wasn't as funny second time around okay it doesn't matter okay <laughs> so open parenthesis eric a well yes. a warm welcome thank you thank well, you welcome it's to defan episode number here. 20 uh, eric Please uh, introduce yourself and then tell us what exciting things you've been working on so far in the past, in the future, and, and present. So, uh, I'm That's Eric Norman. That's a of stuff to do with. Eric Norman, yeah. Yes, I live in New Orleans. I'm a functional programmer. My current language of choice right now is uh, Clojure. 
And uh, can, can also, I just rewind a second, Eric? I yeah, mean, yeah, I know this well, is kind well, of like uh, it's off topic, but yeah, what the hell? New Orleans, yeah, yeah. um, that was uh, Hurricane Katrina, that's correct, yeah. So, just c before we go into the whole closure functional programming stuff, I remember watching a program of yeah. like a, a TV series about uh, New Orleans after the Katrina from the guys that did The Wire, I can't remember what it's called now, um, uh, Treme. Tremé, yeah. Awesome, awesome series. One of the best series I've watched. Uh, what was your experience like of that um, situation? Oh, of, of Katrina? Yeah, and the recovery and everything. Um, well, yeah, I'm, I'm actually kind of glad you brought it up because there's a lot of stuff that people don't know about. Um, you know, people often are like, why are you even, why is there even a city there? It's underwater, you know, it's under yeah. the sea level. Hmm. Um, well, it, it turns out that um, one of the main things that that was, you know, a cause, you know, there are a lot of causes for what happened, but one of the things was that uh, a wall broke, a retaining wall yeah, yeah. Uh, in, in one of the canals. Mm -hmm. And this canal was built um, to service, you know, the river and the, and the lake and have some kind of way between them. Uh, but the wall um, hadn't been repaired, and there were some repairs that were supposed to go in, um, you know, before Katrina was supposed to happen. And yeah. in the budget, it was vetoed, like a line item veto oh, by man. by W. Bush, right, George oh, W. Bush, to, and he redirected the funds to uh, the war. Oh man! So you know, it was it was like something like. They, they repaired it with some concrete or something. That's what they were going to do is like pour new concrete. And mm. it caused billions of dollars of damage because he didn't want to pay for some concrete. So, yeah. And we're, we're kind of pissed about that. And, we, you know, it's, it's something that doesn't get talked about outside of New Orleans. That there's yeah. all these things that were just like it's so avoidable. Right. And, mm. um, you know that that canal was there to help uh, to help ship goods to okay. the rest of the country, and so it was kind of a sacrifice we made for the economic benefit of the rest <laughs> of the country. And then we weren't supported when um, when when it needed a little bit of maintenance. Okay. Yeah, and so shocking pictures coming from the. Uh, oh yeah. From the the aftermath, oh, when yeah. people were I mean, just a, a horrible, horrible situation. But what, how did you, how were you personally affected yeah, by it? So um, I was actually not in town, you know, just by chance. Mm. I yeah. was in the Peace Corps, and um, I was, you know, in West Africa when it happened. Oh, um, I didn't know okay. it was going to happen. I would have been home, <laughs> you know. Of course. Um, but uh, yep, yeah, I I just kind of missed it. And uh, no reason to go back afterwards, so I just stayed in in West Africa until you know until my Peace Corps tour was over. So, did you move to New Orleans afterwards? Then I'm no, no, confused. I'm from here. I grew up here. You're from here, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just, so your family was affected then. That's right. Uh, my family uh, had to leave. Uh, I think for a few months. Then eventually they right. started opening up the neighborhoods one by one as they could, yeah. you know, bring power and water back to them. Yeah. Um, luckily their house was closer to the river, so it didn't flood because it's like mm. a bowl. Cause the closer mm. you are to the river, the, the higher up. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Um, 
So uh, they were closer to the river. Their house did not flood. And uh, so they could move back pretty quickly. Mm. Yeah. And there's still ho- abandoned houses around. Sure, sure. So. Yeah. So well, but the, the nice thing about Tremé that I always remember was the, uh-huh. uh, the music. You know, it yeah. was really like the soul of the city was all about the music and the jazz and that kind of stuff. Yeah, sure. So do, do, you, do you enjoy a bit of that in the, uh, in the evening while you're in between functional programming? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's really nice about New Orleans is you hear people um, like they're in a school band or something and they're practicing their trumpet on the way home from school. And oh, they're just right. walking back home and practicing. And it's, it's, it's a very musical city. Okay. It's it's everywhere. There's neighborhood bands and stuff. It's it's good. All right, cool. So okay. right, sorry, yeah, yeah. Let's go no. with the. Uh, <laughs> let's go so with let's the start with the programming stuff. So when when did you start programming, and how did you get into programming? Wow, programming. Well, that's whoa. I got to go back in time. Um, I was a kid. Okay, don't go about that far back. I'm not that interested. <laughs> so, <Okay. laughs> well, I, I was a kid, and I think I saw something on. Uh, Mr. Wizard, if you know that show, um, no it, was a, idea. it was like a science show for kids on okay. on a on a kids TV channel, and they, he talked about programming on there. Okay, and then it was in Logo, and uh, somehow oh, right. I knew that that's the kind of thing I wanted to do, like yeah. come up with some symbolic description of so, of a of a different world, you know? Yeah. So maybe I let me let me scope it down. Uh, when did you start getting paid <laughs> for writing code? <laughs> ah, okay, okay. Yeah, when did it stop being fun? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I guess in college is when I, well, high school, yeah. end of high school, beginning of college, yeah. Okay. Started getting paid. Okay. Um, and, and I was doing, uh, let's see, some C, web programming in C. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. That okay. was like 98 or 99. Yeah. And then I did some visual basic that was still a thing. Windows yeah. ninety five yeah. rebooter. Yeah, you know that was my job. Mm-hmm. And doing it's a sad some... story, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it, it? People don't know how good they have it now. That you know, there's yeah, no. <laughs> remote jobs like out of San Francisco that they can just get. Out, well, I think you know, I think doing VB and all of the things. Um, it's like um, if you know Calvin and Hobbes, you know the the comic. It mm-hmm. it builds character. You know, every time Calvin doesn't like something, yeah. you know, his dad says. It builds character. So, of course, you know, working with VB builds character. Well, and you know what? VB was not, yeah, was not yeah. that bad. I mean, yeah. in a lot of ways, it's, it was way easier than the web stack. Yeah, that's true. You know, in, in all those the languages especially. you have to learn. Like, you just draw a button. <laughs> yeah. You know, you just like, you literally would drag a rectangle out and it would turn into a button. Yeah. And, like, yeah. you could just say, this is what happens when you click it. Exactly. And... Um, <laughs> So when did you get well, into there, functional there programming? There were still people. There were still people programming in in shit like PHP, you know. Well, that's that's. I think PHP is a regression from VB. <laughs> that's what I mean. I, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's a bit like uh, I said to my kids. You know, that people think like poverty is over or illness mm, is over, but mm-hmm, actually, mm-hmm. there's a shitload of it in the world today. And it's just like you what, know, you know, what's we're really living in the future with closure, but um, there's uh, just a lot right. of people suffering with uh, PHP <laughs> out there. So we have right. to feel sorry for them a little bit. PHP. <laughs> there was a book I read recently uh, called "Refactoring to Collections." It is oh, yeah. functional programming in PHP. Cool. Because apparently, oh, okay. with PHP seven, there are enough. They've they've sped up 
the garbage collector and the um, the function calls, believe it or not, function calls have been pretty slow in, in PHP. Mm. Uh, right. So there's enough speed up in the function calls and the collections and the garbage collector that they can do... I, I think of it more like it's kind of like underscore style functional programming oh, okay. where you can okay. you can write your own map function and your yeah. own filter function and a mm. for each instead of mm. um, instead of doing a for loop. Yep. And uh, it was actually a pretty good book in terms of like if you're a PHP programmer and you want to make your life easier, here's some yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. from the functional world that you can just you know take and uh, yeah. make your own. Mm. Um, I'm I'm actually really happy to see that you know yeah. I, I think that yeah, yeah. Function, functional programming is is going to have to have a big influence to mm. for us as a software industry to like get get to the next level. Yeah. yeah. Didn't didn't Facebook uh, take PHP and make this hack language? Yeah, that was a bit more uh, compiled and a bit more functional as well. Right. They did. Uh, I, I'm not totally like 100% sure of the timeline but i believe they tried to compile php yeah yeah um and so they did as much statically as they could that was their like strategy for making it faster uh and then eventually they gave up on that and they decided to make just the vm faster yeah um and yeah. so it's still like dynamic and it's still you know interpreted but yeah. It's uh, the VM is way faster, better garbage collector, mm. faster function calls, uh, stuff like that. But isn't it the old joke then? You know, like uh, people say, oh yeah, PHP is a piece of crap. Yeah, it doesn't scale. But, uh, Facebook, uh, right. <laughs> exactly, biggest website in the entire world ever. Exactly. Well, <laughs> stuff. I mean, so you know, it's like, it's oh got, my god, you know, like I mean, if you if you really look at it uh, as a you know, uh, an engineering decision, like a business decision, maybe is better the way to put it. Um, it is really solid. It does what it says on the box. Um, it scales in a in an interesting way because it has this like one request is one process model. You don't have to worry about concurrency. It's mm. just one process. And so, if you want to scale, you can just call your own end, HTTP endpoints back um, with, you know, you know, hit the, the local loopback yeah, network yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And so you're scaling out like that. Um, it's, it's basically like HTML with some code in it. So it, it's got that. Um, and it's got this like nice, you, you just hit refresh on your browser and you see the new thing when you change yeah. your code. And yeah, all and those like, things like, are really good. Yeah. Really and like VB, it's got a very slippery entrance, hasn't it? It's very, yeah. it's very easy. Exactly. Know, entry into the pool is quite straightforward. Exactly. You know, like any okay. HTML file is valid PHP. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, as long as you put the tag on the top, I think. But um, so PHP is good. Let's. Uh, I think <laughs> screw closure. PHP. I think this, I think this, Let's just talk about PHP from now. On. I think now we have crossed the boarding to the next level now. Okay. <laughs> Talking about PHP on a closure podcast. But um, oh, so, so functional programming, when did you get into functional programming and how? Uh, it was in college. Mm -hmm. I was, um, I wanted to write a game. Mm -hmm. And the thing about programming games that I always found annoying was that everything was in C and C++. 
and just the the power you have there is yeah. is, is is very low like you're not really i, I want to be thinking about like the monsters i'm creating instead i'm like well what how do i how do i make sure i can free this memory when yeah. when it's when yeah. it's done yeah uh and so i was reading up on like one one idea i had was why, why don't i make my own language Mm. and uh, that would let me just say, I want a monster, and then it'll run around and shoot people, right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, so I started looking at that, and I came across an interview with Richard Stallman, mm -hmm. who said something like, Lisp is so easy, you can get it done, and you can make one in a weekend. Yeah. And so I took him up on that challenge, mm -hmm. uh, because I thought, if I make a Lisp in C, I could just call out to any C functions I want. Yeah. Um, and so I, I made one. I made a little Lisp, and it actually was more fun than actually getting the game thing working. <laughs> uh, so I um, I just kept working on it. I made a GC. I made a uh, a hash map okay. uh, implementation, and so I had a little <clears throat> Lisp interpreter. Nice. And yeah, it was. I mean, it was a great education. I had never written a language before. Yeah. And that was really cool. Yeah, and also building Lisp is is fairly, fairly uh, less amount of work compared to building you know other languages because yeah, because they don't need a parser. Exactly, you don't need, it's just mm. so simple. Yeah, it's so simple. Yeah, so Lisp is your entry to the functional programming language. That's or right. Functional programming. Okay, so um, what is your commercial experience? I mean, getting paid for all this stuff. Um, uh, getting paid for uh, functional programming. My first actual job in functional programming was uh, in Haskell. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, okay. I was uh, actually on on your side of the pond oh. over in Europe. Yeah, uh, I was traveling around. I was tired of I was tired of software. <laughs> um, there's not there. This was back in twenty two thousand nine. There okay. just wasn't a lot here in New Orleans, mm. and uh, I. I was just tired of it. And so I was considering another option and I also wanted to clear my head. So I'm, mm. I was like, I'm going around the world. Yeah. Sell all my stuff. Mm. My girlfriend came with me. Mm. We were in Europe um, working at a hostel. Okay. And, and someone had a startup mm -hmm. and it turns out that he was, uh, his, you know, the CTO had chosen Haskell. Okay. And I, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm interested. I'll, I, but I have to be able to travel, you know. He's like, oh yeah, no problem. So we, I installed Haskell on my laptop and yeah. started hacking on their code. Yeah. And uh, you know, Haskell's, Haskell's quite a lot to learn. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm glad I did. Yeah. Uh, I was already into Closure at that point, but oh. um, I was not, you know, getting paid to do it. Yeah, yeah. And and so uh, from Closure side, uh, what what is your experience so far with Closure? I mean, you started with Closure when when Closure started almost, and yeah, it was a two thousand eight when okay. I got into Closure, oh so it was God. very early. Okay. Yeah, yeah, um, pretty much like I, the first version of it. Yeah, I remember yeah. when one came out. Yeah, yeah, okay. uh, you I can actually, keep up with the IRC. <laughs> yeah, and see, I'm not a big chatter. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not a very like super connected person, yeah. you know, wired. Like I'm not like, I don't know, texting people all the time. Like I see some people. Yeah. Um, so like I'll try to do IRC for like a week and then I'm like, oh, I forgot. And it'll be like two months and I'm like, oh, I forgot to turn on IRC today. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Or in the last two months. When was the last time I went? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and of course, people are trying to get in touch with me and stuff. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, sorry, I didn't know. Yeah. Um. Uh. So anyway, uh, that's that was 2008. I went to a conference on Lisp because it was the 50th anniversary of Lisp in 2008. Okay. Mm, uh, yeah, if you yeah. count from the first paper that was published in yeah. 1958. Yeah. And uh, so. I went to this conference that was like celebrating the birthday of Lisp. Yeah. And to be honest, that it was quite boring. Like <laughs> like it was it was a lot of old people that were yeah. like celebrating their accomplishments that happened 30 years before, right? <laughs> and uh except there was Rich Hickey and he gave a mm. talk. And there was a panel on the future of Lisp. So he presented closure at this thing, okay. at this right. conference. And then the future of Lisp panel, he basically said something like, we need to start over. You can't go from common Lisp and bring it into the future. Yeah. We just need to like make notes of all the lessons that we need to bring over, throw the code away, and start over. And uh, I was skeptical, uh, but someone in the audience said, hey, are you into closure? I was like, no, I haven't done it. He's like, you should try it. So I went home and I tried it. Okay. And uh, haven't looked back. Mm. There you go. Yeah. So, so what did you think about all these other guys doing? Because there was like definitely common, common, yeah, common lisp was a, a, a thing, still is. But there was also Scheme and all those kind of things taking on. Then eventually came Racket, yeah. Right. Um, so do you... Do you uh, do you follow those kind of uh, offshoots not, from not really. the Lisp world um, as well? I know that, that Common Lisp at the time was the biggest hope because right. it really had, it was a standard that had a lot of commercial support, at least in the 80s and 90s when it was. Yeah. Uh, and like Scheme, Scheme is great, um, but it came out of like an educational environment. So mm. it's really stayed simple so that it's easy to teach and and you know, it's been one of its strong points is that um, it's great for, for teaching functional programming. But Common Lisp, I mean, just using it, you really felt like this is a professional environment. Mm. Uh, it has its warts, um, but it is a well-engineered thing. Mm. And um, yeah, so that was one of the reasons why I was skeptical, especially like, oh, JVM, like you're just taking on all this baggage. But you take on some baggage for a huge benefit. Mm. Like one person in the audience, this is back in 2008. I don't know what the state of the common Lisp world is. But he was like, I've been trying to start a startup with common Lisp. And every time I, I'm this close to making a sale to a big company for my software, they're like, oh, can you do soap? Yeah. And then, ah, oh, no, you don't. You can't do soap. And just being on the JVM, yeah, we can do soap. We can do it. And yeah. there you go. Yeah, I think the uh, I ecosystem think that, that, that makes uh, you know, Clojure way more valuable compared to the other ones. Right, just being able to hook into money, basically. Yeah. Like yeah. businesses that are using this stuff, yeah. like whether it's a good technology or not, the fact that a company is using it and is willing to pay money, and maybe more if it's a bad technology, Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's, a, that's a big thing. It's huge. Yeah. So did you do any Clojure uh, commercial projects back then or... How did you? How did your professional nope. closure uh, evolve? 
Um, so after working at this Haskell startup, um, I was looking for something more local mm -hmm. because they were based in Sweden. Yeah. And there was just a big time difference. And mm -hmm. um, there was a pay difference too. Yeah. Like I was getting paid how Swedes get paid and it's just different. Yeah. Um, and so someone approached me with a startup here mm. in New Orleans and he wanted to do an enclosure. Okay. And I said, yes. And then eventually it happened. So I left my old job and went to that one. Okay. And, and you're, you're also producing a lot of uh, screencasts and uh, courses, right? So, yeah. So Lispcast and then, of course, the functional uh, TV. Uh, so can you tell a bit about Lispcast and these things? I know what are you trying to do there and how is it going so far? What am I trying to do? Um, the big thing is like the big vision is I want something like 100,000 people yeah. to do functional to programming. Um, and like I don't really, the, the language itself, mm -hmm. I'm not that interested in because I believe that functional programming will outlive any particular language. Mm. Um, but of course, in the in the moment, you have to choose a language; it has to be practical. Yeah. Um, and so I'm all in right now on Clojure. Okay. I'm teaching Clojure as a transition language, mm -hmm. so you can go from a career in software engineering mm -hmm. to a career in functional software engineering. Okay. And that that's what that's my my main focus right now is to help people. Who, who want to make the leap, yeah. but you know, they've got a family and you know, a lot of obligations. They don't have time to just dig in and learn it. They've got to keep their current job going yeah. and mm -hmm. they want to transition to functional programming. So that's, that's where I'm, I'm focused right now. But didn't you hear the other day that um, that uh, closure programmers are the best paid programmers in the world? So <laughs> yes, I they did should be see knocking that. your doors down. I did see that. So I, yeah. I this was a Stack Overflow. <laughs> I really don't think it's the truth, but you know. <laughs> so it's it's a Stack Overflow survey. Yeah, yeah. Right. So to, to yeah, know the yeah, source, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, they yeah. asked programmers all over the world what their salaries were and what technology they were using primarily. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, closure came up to the top. Uh, in over in worldwide, I don't know what it was in the U.S. because most of their people are in the U.S. Uh, I, I think it should be it should plurality. be in the U.S. because most of the closure jobs are are driven by the U.S. market anyway. I so think that's what it less is. Less and less yeah. um, if you go to uh, the to the east. Right, uh, right. So like the U.S. is dominating. That, yeah, yeah. That segment. Yeah, there. it's it's pretty much skewed. So what what are you working on these days? Uh, so is these the list cast and everything your full time stuff? Yep, I'm working on it full time, oh, making wow. videos and courses. Um, mm. It's 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 growing. Yeah, that's you know that's as good as I can hope for right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is not quite where I want it to be, mm. um, but you know, Plan B is just I get a job in closure. There are plenty of jobs, of course. Uh, so um, yeah, I'm I'm going. I'm I'm seeing how far I can take it. Okay. So what are you, what are your plans for this one then? Or Lipscast uh, and, and these ones. Do you want to keep uh, touching upon different topics, or? Yeah, like? my plan is to have a complete suite of closure courses, like that a beginner could just jump in yeah. and uh, go, and and then have enough for them. Once they get a job, mm. they still want to learn more, so they're still subscribed. Yeah, yeah. And it's and I should say that it's a subscription offering. Mm. Um, you can buy the courses individually. Mm. Um, uh, at least some of them, I'm trying to get them all on there. Yeah. Because uh, apparently some 
some companies don't like subscriptions, so no. they'd rather pay for a one-off thing. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, okay. So I guess the question, I think it's an interesting business, but uh, what, what, are the, uh, what are the kind of things that you're trying to suggest to the world that functional programming is, why, why is it a superior mm. approach um, to, let's say, either procedural programming or object-oriented programming, you know, where, where you see, where's the battle, let's say, you know, where, where is the hearts and minds that, that where they currently are and how do you, this is a very long question, rambling. So I'll ask you one question first. What do you think the major selling points or the major kind of um, uh, pain points are that people should be hearing and feeling uh, that motivates them to move to a functional programming model? That is a really hard question. It's a good question. <laughs> and maybe we could hash this out because I have trouble Screw with it. this all we, the time. We've got time. We've got time. We're, <laughs> we only, got time. we're only half an hour in. We've got, we've got, we've got plenty of time. If it. we can't nail this, where else are we going to find out the answers it. to these things? Let's do it. You know, okay. I'm up for it. I'm up for it. So my... Yeah. Um, <laughs> The, the the place where I start now because I've tried. I've thought about this, by the way. I mean, I guess I guess we're pr this is all new, isn't it? Yeah, let's just let's make it up. Yeah, uh, right. I don't want to sell. Go, Eric, like Eric, I don't want to sell on. something that doesn't make sense. I don't want. I, I went through the object oriented hype cycle mm. um, sure, back in sure. the nineties. I also went through the XML hype cycle in the early two thousands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I don't want to sell anything like that. Um, I do think that there's something to the like new multi-core world that we're living in where we have to think about concurrency up front mm. and stuff like how hard it is in Java to do concurrency, um, even though it's easier than it, than it was um, compared to Clojure. It's, you know, Clojure is like a readme, whereas in Java, it is the this thick book with all these <laughs> things to keep in mind basically like oh you already did it wrong what are you going to do now there's no there's no path so um, just before you go yeah. there though i mean you know people i've heard that argument about the the uh, like the parallel programming mm -hmm. but but I, you know if i talk to like you know executives at company i'm finding it hard to the you know discover where the give a fuck button is right because you know they're just not they're just not it's not there no right you know? and i'm so, pushing every every trying to button but well, you just, have the eh, same who cares you, you have the same problem in every language every paradigm like wikipedia Flickr, facebook they're all written in php yeah and they're huge mm. like why mm. you know is this scaling problem really an issue mm. right um Another thing that I try to sell is that it's more power, meaning uh, in each person's hands, you have the, uh, you know, you can have a small team do Flickr, for instance, as opposed to the however many thousands of, of people working in the PHP coal mines there are, at, at, <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it's, it's more like, um, uh, what, what's his name? Alan so every K. problem is kind of tractable, let's say. Right. Every problem is eventually tractable. Like, it's just a question of how much power your tools will give you to, to, to kind of work through that problem at a good speed. Exactly. I just came back from Closure West. Great conference, by the way. We mm. can talk about it in yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. But I was talking to the people who work at Walmart who do Closure. Yeah. Mm. There's a nine-person team. 
and they have several products now. I don't, I didn't, I didn't know that, but yeah. one of their main products is something that processes all the receipts from every Walmart store around the world. Mm. Okay. So that's a big, complicated, important system that is nine people. Wow. And so it's that kind of leverage that, you, you know, you would just never imagine doing that in Java. Yeah. Like in Java, this is like teams and teams hundreds of people. Of people. Yeah. Yes. It's teams of teams. It's yeah. like you have the battalion and then you have the unit <laughs> and the, and the <laughs> brigade. I don't even yeah. know how you, how you divide <laughs> things up in the army, but yeah. um, to be able to say uh, a small team can build and manage it and, you know, add features and fix bugs and stuff mm. um, on their own. Like that's, that's a huge win for business. Do you, do you think though that it's, in the end, you have to sell it to programmers first and business a second, or do you think you really? Because I, I, like I say, I think businesses find it hard to really understand what the difference is between language A and language B. You can tell them to you're blue in the face, but they're they're unless right. they already kind of come from a pretty technical background. I think businesses just don't understand. I know? think it's really hard. I mean, that's why I was trying to avoid the hype cycle. Uh, sure. in, back in the 90s, I remember the big thing about object-oriented programming was it was supposed to have so much reuse that, <laughs> yeah. you know, maybe you pay some upfront costs, but then after a while, there's like, you're just reusing stuff that already exists. Yeah. And that just hasn't turned out to be the case with, with most languages. Yeah. Um, the reuse happens now in libraries, but those are, I mean, relatively expensive to develop uh, and they take a lot of time, you know, just like calendar time. Yeah. Um, yeah. But don't you think there's also an issue with uh, an issue with libraries as well? Is that there's a lot of magic sometimes because they're often they're not libraries; they're frameworks. Sure. Yeah. A lot of the object-oriented ones, especially like even the big data ones that you're getting these days, yeah. they're still infested with this state and this kind of sure. magic uh, box that you have to comply with. Sure. And and you get a lot of benefit, but not as not what they what they said. Like you still have to read a book on, um, like Jota time, you know, for instance. Yeah. Because you mm -hmm. still you have to to do time for real. You know, you have to become an expert at the calendar. Yeah. And like all the crazy <laughs> stuff in there, like yeah, you know yeah. that some days don't have a midnight, and you know things like or some days have two midnights. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. Um. So don't check if it's midnight, check if it's equal to the first second of the day and, yeah. you know, crazy stuff like that. So, um, yeah, go ahead. So you, you also have this um, newsletter, right, that you, that you send out about closure of functional programming? I do. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've, I started that back in 2011, I think. Wow. No, 2012 must have been. 2012. Almost five uh, years. Five years then, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah it was, used to be called the Closure Gazette. Yeah. And is evolved over time, but right now it's uh, ten links okay. to stuff I've been reading okay. that week. Cool. Uh, and I curate it, and I I try to tie it into um, uh, bigger trends. Hmm. You know, I don't like. I, I I've never said it's news. Yeah. Right. I call it a newsletter, hmm. but yeah. Uh, it's I it's it, it's not like this is the ten top most important things that happened this week. It's yeah. more. Um, I, I like the long-term view. Like this is important in a long trajectory of stuff. Yeah. 
Uh, I can see where it falls in, and it's made to inspire closure programmers. So it's not all closure. Yeah. Um, and I, I like to put a little commentary in there about how it fits in. Okay, cool. Of course, I mean, I, I subscribe to your uh, newsletter, uh, obviously. Uh -huh. and, and, yeah, yeah. And I remember yeah, I, I was also, I, I also saw plenty of uh, your videos because uh, I participated in uh, the, um, the Closure Cup. And um, I got. Oh, cool, yeah, right. Yeah. So and you won. Yeah, I was second or something, and I got access to all uh -huh. of your videos. So I downloaded everything and I watched them. So that was pretty cool, I actually. See. Um, okay. Sorry, I didn't pay for it, but I won. So. <laughs> no, no, no. That's that's great. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I sponsored it. Yeah. So yeah. All the winners got a yeah. like a year subscription or. Something. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. So uh, I, I learned a lot from from those videos. So um, so before we transition into the other thing, uh, like. Um, you are at Closure West, so we'll we'll talk about Closure West. So the the, the biggest question that that probably everybody using Closure is asking: Emacs or uh -huh. some other shit? <laughs> uh, I think the oh, answer is very clear. Uh, <laughs> Emacs. Yes, obviously. Emacs. Okay, that's settled. Let's move on to Closure West now. <laughs> <laughs> I, enough said, right? Exactly. Emacs. Yeah. See, this is this is this is one of the reasons why your you know like the functional programming shit is struggling to get adopted. Uh, yeah, right. Saying, oh, yeah, you got to you got to use this old crappy uh, text-based <laughs> nobody's, nobody's saying use this black and white screen. You know, you got to because that's the that's the really way you have to make it work. At know? Closure West, someone had a really good point, mm -hmm. which was <laughs> that um, it, it works for Vim too. <laughs> but that if there's a he can work remotely yeah. on anybody's machine because all he has to do is SSH yeah. into one of, you know some server and he can load up Emacs yeah and you know then you can also Tmux and do all sorts of cool yeah, stuff yeah yeah uh, I don't do that yeah I don't I I use Emacs <laughs> the GUI but you know if I'm ever in a in a terminal and I need to pull up an editor yeah then, then just I'm glad to, I have Emacs and I know all the key bindings yeah. But Emacs is not on most machines, is it? It's not on most well, servers for a fact. Technically, but neither is Vim. VI, VI. Most servers have VI, the like original. Yeah, but why do you school. why do you even need to get a shell into the server? I mean, because you just use Tramp and then just just connect to the remote. Yeah, Tramp is not very good on uh, on Mac. Oh, Mac. okay, yeah, yeah. And it's it's slow enough where it's loading it, the remote files and yeah. Yeah, you hit save and then yeah, you just need to wait for it. And, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I've heard it's much better on other systems. Yeah, on Linux, it's uh, it's pretty good, I think. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so let's let's get back to uh, now that the serious I question know that is was answered, a joke, right? But there, I'm really <laughs> glad that there are a lot of good editors now. Yeah. yeah. There's Adam. Yeah. I've heard a lot of good things. You know, the funny thing is, I was at, um, I was at a company doing some um, some closure last week, and um, there was there's I don't know, eight people there doing closure, and I was using cursive. One guy was using Emacs, another guy was using VI or Vim, um, and two of the guys were using Sublime Text. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, no one gives a shit anymore. Yeah, of course. Um, you, know, right. you, can, you can use any any text editor. That's and, really nice. And people will, you know, develop their own tests. And that, that is really awesome, actually. I think the yeah. nicest part is the REPL integration, right? As long as your editor has some decent yeah, REPL integration, yeah. you're done. I mean, that's that's pretty yeah, much exactly, what, what your tool, exactly. tool chain needs. That's so. right. Yeah. Now, I... I, I um, I, I really sympathize with people who are trying to learn Emacs. Um, <laughs> yeah. I I've I have the same issue with cursive. Yeah. I open it up and I'm just like I don't know what to do. I don't know what to click. 
people are like, oh, just yeah. just open the browser. Yeah. And I click on something like, no, that's the navigator. Never open the navigator. That's not the browser. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And, uh, you know, it takes 20 minutes to get back to where I when was. I, I, did, I did try using some other editors. I mean, every now and then, obviously. And I, I use even weirder shit. Like uh, I use SpaceMax with the VI key bindings, but in Emacs. And okay. When I'm editing, it's uh-huh. Emacs key bindings. When I'm going through the stuff, it's when I'm moving around, it's, it's VI evil mode. And uh-huh. I was like, okay, everybody's saying Sublime Text is the, is the shit, so I should be mm-hmm. using it. So I started using it for, well, not using it, but trying it out for a couple of weeks. And y- you you have these things burnt into your fingers forever. And, and then yeah. that's that's very difficult to get rid of. So mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a try again and then see what to learn and what, what am I missing. So, but anyway, so editors yeah. are... are a- but, I, but I think you're right, Eric. I mean, I think the main thing is that you know, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be worried about the tooling. Yeah. As long as the tooling is good, like you say, if you yeah. you got a good REPL integration, exactly. and you and you can do your editing in your own style, yeah. then yeah. let's discuss the actual problems and the languages that you're using, not these other tools. Exactly. For sure. And know. also, you're interested in For building sure. software, not interested in you know always thinking about the editor. You know, once once that phase is gone, you're you're focused on your code, and then you're just trying to build stuff, not not really worried about Actually, the editor. So. Maybe maybe Eric has lived the dream there because you've written your own programming language. So then the obvious thing is to write your own editor. Yeah, that, right, a, I can write way, Emacs way. in yeah. my own Lisp. Right. Oh. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. did you do that? No, I did not get that far. <laughs> but there was there was uh, there is still an effort, Lisa. right, to to do the uh, Emacs in Clojure. I don't know how far it is now. Maybe it was there. Anyway, let's let's not digress that much. So Clojure West. So how was it? Give us some some impression. Oh, it was uh, first great. Mm-hmm. It was great. Um, I just got back yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, and I think I saw one and a half talks. Ah. And I gave a talk, so <laughs> I, I I was there too. Okay, um, but I I'm I'm more of a hallway track guy. Mm-hmm. Like the talks come out so fast. I actually also enjoy the talks more mm-hmm. when I watch them on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, I can watch them like. I don't know. It's kind of like TiVo versus watching live TV, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like You're I watch control. it on my own time. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. Uh, but talking to people, I mean, Clojure is growing. Mm. There are there were so many sponsors, uh, like companies that basically were basically are hiring. They had a table yeah. there at the at the conference. Um, they're all looking to grow. Mm. Uh, looking to just like meet everybody at the in the in the closure community. Yeah, uh, it's great. I, I think I I really um, am going to see some good growth in the next few okay. years because of sorry. This. I think we're we're looking forward to hockey puck growth, aren't we? Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, yeah. So, hockey puck growth, puck like all the way yeah. back around, <laughs> like circular growth. Well, is it? Well, we're going where the puck. We're going to where the puck is. You know, where the puck is moving. Wait, to. is it? Is there. it hockey puck or hockey stick? I no, thought it was hockey stick. stick. Hockey that was stick. that was the joke from Karen last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that was the, that puck. was so. Come on, hockey puck, puck growth. growth. <laughs> it's we like it's round. <laughs> it's fast. It's fast and it's round. It's going it's really fast. fast. <laughs> you, know. you hit that hockey puck and that guy goes. You know? Exactly. <laughs> Okay, I like that better than hockey it's like stick. A, it's on a it's, frictionless it's surface; it just doesn't exactly. Stop. I mean, it's yeah. <laughs> once once it gets uh, once it gets momentum, there's no stopping this shit. Yeah, yeah. I love it. 
So I'm I'm preferring hockey puck growth always. <laughs> By the way, um, speaking of conferences, I mean uh, I don't know. Uh, I was talking about this on on previous episode as well that we we ran Dutch Closure Day here on March 25th. Yeah, it was it was phenomenal. It was really nice. We really enjoyed it. Awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. We had we had yeah, a lot well of fun. Done, we, had, we had a lot of fun, and talks were really nice. Venue was great, and there were, there were plenty of people. Full house. Uh, a lot of cool. discussions. I think were the talks recorded? Uh, yeah, they, they were recorded. Uh, so we'll be awesome. putting them online pretty soon, uh, as soon as yeah. uh, we finish. Big them. names as well. Yeah, big names. Yeah. James Reeves. Yeah, James Reeves. Oh, cool. Yeah, we we got. Uh, I think most of, mostly the European speakers, and of course we got one speaker all the way from the US as well. Will uh, from Mojo Tech, I think, and uh-huh. it, it was a very very nice atmosphere. I'm I'm jealous because there are more closure conferences in Europe. Oh, than in Is the it? US. Oh yeah, yeah. The US just has guess, two: yeah. London, Berlin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all have Sweden a lot. You have the, so in the US, you Finland. have Conch and uh, West. That's right. Okay, and they're both Cognitect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there is an open, an open invitation by the top of Cognitect. Yeah, you know, guys at the top. Yeah, who uh, they they say please do more conferences. So. Oh, okay. Maybe uh, we should take a monopoly on them. Maybe we should take closure days to US. That'll be fun. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but the the thing with, with closure days is that we were we were insisting on making it free and uh, keeping uh-huh. it free and um, completely community driven. So it, it was it was a challenge last year. Um, I think we were like okay. negative sixty euros or ten euros or something. <sighs> Who had to sell that out? Uh, one of us. And um, this year, it, it it was slightly better. It was uh, well, not slightly better, pretty green. And uh, we are also thinking of um, writing out how we organized it and publishing everything, including mm-hmm. the um, finances and everything. How what did we do with what and how how it went? So if other mm-hmm. people want to organize these kind of conferences, you know, that'd be a bit more helpful for the other guys as well, uh, other folks. That'd be great. So that is one of the things that we are that we are thinking of. Um, well, you said VJ that the sponsorship, or was it Carlos said that the sponsorship was much easier this time yeah, around? Yeah, this time people you know, basically came to Eric us. Said, yeah, know? people came to us yeah. selling. Uh, sent they, they sent us emails saying, "Hey, VJ or whatever, we want to sponsor closure days." You know, last year we were there as attendees. We really like it. We want to sponsor it. And there were other awesome. other companies as well. And and the the couple of companies we had this year, I mean, before they left, they told me next time we want a sponsor. So keep us in your mind. You know, like that. That was really really nice. So it's it's really like a community thing. We want to help other people to come here, and and learn about closure. But um, anyway, uh, we'll we'll publish a blog post about those details and other things. Um, speaking of conferences, um, first first I want to uh, ask you how did your talk go? And you you were talking about test check, right? At the at the conference. That's right. So test check. Uh, it went well. Okay. Um, you know, I of course felt like I missed so many important points. Yeah, and, it's always with the. Uh, yeah, one of the things. Um, if I did, could, you not write it down beforehand, Eric? Was that not one of the well, things? Well, you, you know, I'm not reading tip, it. You know? <laughs> I do try to. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, no, the um, the the thing I wanted to like complain a little about is my own my own problem hmm. is okay. I every time I rehearsed it, I was a little over. So I basically stopped right, making right. slides and just revised the slides I had at that point. I was like, and then I prepared a little apology for not getting more. Mm. And then I, I, so I did the apology in the talk live. It was like at the end. <laughs> and then I looked down at the clock and there were like six minutes left. <laughs> and I was ah! like, oh no, how did that happen? Uh-huh. 
Um, so I think I have to, um, this is my second real talk. So I, I have to mm. get better at that. I have to get better. At that. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. So, um, so how does test, what the, the test check thing? Cause mm -hmm. that's interesting these days with spec, isn't it? Yeah. Cause obviously that's, uh, Tightly you know, integrated. that whole thing is becoming very front and center mm -hmm. of, uh, the, the selling story, let's say about closure. Mm -hmm. And I guess, you know, test check is Erlang, Haskell, and all these other functional programming languages as well. So it's a general kind of meme, let's say, in the functional programming world. What do you think the reception is for that kind of um, testing in the outside world? Because, you know, I still feel like people are very much driven into unit testing and that they're still in that mode. Yeah. Do you think there's a reception there for this kind of stuff? There's a reception. The, the biggest thing, and one of the reasons I did this talk, was people don't know where to start. Mm. Right. Um, there's just a lot of, um, th there's a lot of false starts, let's put it that way. People mm. try it, and they're like, I don't know what properties to do. And right. um, that was kind of what I was trying to get at in my talk, that, that the properties that you want to do are they can be the same properties as you do with your unit tests with your example based mm -hmm. tests but you can generate random data but then you can start mm -hmm. taking it further and further and testing mm -hmm. the whole system and getting like a, a cohesive view of your whole system uh, and and testing it that way and, and you also talked about concurrent system testing right it's not just about testing using right. a test check so so what is right. what, do, what is the of course i mean i i will watch the talk on online yeah but i'm curious about uh, what is the fundamental difference or what is what are the challenges testing the concurrent systems using um, test check so right so you can t test something sequentially by reifying the operations mm. so you generate operations mm. and run them on your system you know that you're testing mm. but then you can also you, you also run it on a model that that has the properties that you're interested in and then you compare them at the end mm. so to make it concurrent you can just run those operations in different threads so you you make two threads worth of operations yeah. and run those in different threads and and you the, so the challenges are things like making sure all the threads start at the same time and waiting for them all to finish. Yeah. Um, stuff like uh, you now if you're trying to suss out race conditions because that's concurrent problem, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So what you want to do is run it multiple times, run the same test multiple times to try to find that race condition in there. Okay. And make it more repeatable. Um, those are the main things. Okay, those are the main because I, I remember face. watching a talk uh, from one of the test check, uh, sorry, the quick check creators um, uh -huh. about especially the the difficulties in in testing the concurrent systems with uh, with this kind of methodology. Uh, was uh -huh. it uh, with timing and yeah, stuff. with timing and of course, mm -hmm. and, and yeah. it's, it's very difficult timing, to predict. So, right, yeah. timing does uh, get into it. Mm. So I, I think you're talking about John Hughes. Yeah, John Hughes talk, yeah. He gives a lot of, he, he invented generative testing. Exactly. And, and now, or yeah. He calls it property-based testing, but yeah. it's, um, he gives a lot of talks about how to actually do it. Yeah. And one of the things that he tested was a chat server. Yeah. And it was in Erlang. Yeah, yeah. And so you have this thing where you have someone logs out 
And the message that they've logged out mm -hmm. takes time to get to the server that records that he's actually logged out. Mm -hmm. And so there's a time between when the user logged out and when it's actually registered that he's logged out, that he's actually not logged out in any like, yeah. real sense. Yeah. Uh, and so if you were writing a test, it's like, okay, log the user out and then check, you know, did he get this and send him a, send him a message and check if he got it. Mm. Like it could happen faster than that message got that he was logged out. So you have to actually model that yeah. in your model. Like yeah. all of that, that knowledge that things take time has to go into your model. Mm. And um, the way he did it was he made up different predicates than just uh, logged in or logged out, mm. right? He, he made up stuff like could be logged out, yeah. meaning we sent the logged out message, but we don't know if it's gotten there yet. And, and that period is like kind of empirically determined to be 100 milliseconds. There is a time after you send the message where he might not actually be logged out yet. Yeah. Um, so it, it's, it, it's actually, it's actually doable mm. pretty simply, yeah. you know? Okay, cool stuff. I, uh, I think of course I'll, I'll take a look at the, I, I will watch the talk and, uh, I'll, I'll learn a couple of things because yeah, I, I've never I, done I, I wish I could get into, I wish I could get into more of that, yeah. um, stuff. That was the stuff I had to apologize for. Yeah. That I couldn't get into. <laughs> but are you planning to make an episode about it on, on your, um, course or something? <clears throat> I, I do want to make a course. Okay. Yep. Yeah, especially cool. now that it has spec integration. Yeah. Um, I, I've held off on making a spec course because I've been burned in the past with alpha yeah. software. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And like you spend all this time on the course and then yeah, and the changes, changes and then, on yeah. you. And That's true. Yeah. It's alpha 14 now. 19, so, I think. You know, it's <laughs> Yeah, fourteen, I think. I mean, or nineteen. Even, wow, yeah. okay. But it's but it's 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 very high number of alphas. <laughs> so definitely, the things are evolving. Yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. and there's still the API is still considered alpha. It's not mm. like they're just fixing bugs in that alpha. They're actually changing the API. stuff. So. Yeah. We 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 spoke to to Alex what September yeah. or something yeah. last year, mm -hmm. and I think they said that it would be out like this year. But I mean, like, now we're in March, <laughs> yeah. April now. In fact, yeah, still um, still this year. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> December thirty-one. Yeah, but it, this, it's, exactly. It's really this is taking a long time to settle down, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, this yeah. one for sure. I guess they. I mean, I think they're of the opinion that it, they won't get a second chance to do it. So, better take a bit more time to cook it properly. Mm. Right. It's yeah. It's true, and they want it to be part of closure itself. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, you know. It, so it it might. Yeah, that's that's enough talking about that. Yeah. yeah. So staying on on, on the closure thing. So you know, apart from writing closure code and being involved in closure for a long time, you saw the how the language is evolving and everything, and mm -hmm. and you're very familiar with all the features of closure because not only you're 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 working on it, but you're also teaching. That means you have a higher level of understanding. Mm -hmm. So what are your favorite, uh, maybe one or two favorite features of closure? Because you already did common Lisp a lot and and. Or Lisp world. So, mm -hmm. what would be the interesting thing? Is this the 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 new the new favorite features section? Yeah. The favorite yeah. features. Yes. There is a new new section in this podcast now. Favorite features of closure section. Favorite features. Well, I really like the literal data structures, and I like that they're immutable. Yeah. 
Um, I guess that's one feature. Mm. Common Lisp just had one literal data structure, yeah. which was the list. Yeah. And you had to quote it if you wanted to use it. Yeah. Um, which meant unquoting stuff inside, <laughs> you know, it's like not the best <laughs> experience. Okay. Um, but because you have vectors that everything inside gets evaluated, yeah. you can actually do that much more easily. Mm. Uh, and the fact that they're immutable, like just makes you divide up your problem mm. better. Makes you think about how, or you I guess you don't even have to think about how it's going to be used in other threads. Yeah. Um, in, in worrying about who has, who should be able to see this. Do I have to make a copy and things like that? Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, so just before the show, we were talking and then you said there is some um, interesting things that you're working on and you said you're going to announce it now or at least, you know, pre-announce oh, it. Or Right. Or, okay. I'll pre-announce yay. it. So I'm, I'm <laughs> at Closure West. I um, used a lot of the talking to people, the conversations to figure out whether there was enough interest in a conference, a closure conference in New Orleans. Sweet. Uh, okay. And like when it should be and, you know, what it should be about and how it should be structured. So it's going to be called Closer uh, Jazz, or Jazz or something. I don't know. Yeah, oh, man, so I think good. I would do something. <laughs> uh, something Closure else. Track. Yeah. yeah. That'll be cool. Yeah. Uh, I, I haven't come up with a name okay, yet. Okay, okay. But, but uh, it, I, I like the hallway track. Mm. And a lot of people mm. I talk to say that it's their favorite part. Okay. And that's why they go. Mm. And so I'm, I just want to kind of cut out the pretense mm. of like having the talks at all oh. and just do hallway track. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is actually this conversational format might be the best way to explain this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a, there's a, um, a system of conference organization called Open Space Technologies. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. it basically, you set a theme for the conference. At the beginning of the conference, the first thing you do is you all sit in a circle facing mm-hmm. in and, and someone opens the space, meaning they say, who has an issue they want to talk about? Yeah. You write it on a piece of paper, you stand up, you say it to the group, mm-hmm. And then you go like put it on a board so it doesn't get lost. And then after everyone's aired all of their issues, then you divide up or you group up and um, start addressing those issues. And I feel like it solves a lot of the problems with the hallway track. I mean, I could see a lot of people who are just shy. Yeah. Who are just mm-hmm. like, I wish I were talking to someone. Yeah. I really like it, but I'm I'm too afraid to introduce myself or I'm maybe tired or, you mm. know, I just don't have that in me anymore. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I bet there's people who are sitting in the talks yeah. who who really sh- wish they weren't <laughs> distracted by the talk yeah. and wanted to go talk to people. Yeah. I also saw, I mean, this is sad, but some of the sponsors who paid thousands of dollars to sponsor mm. They were just sitting behind the table, yeah, waiting for someone to come up to them, yeah. And um, why aren't they talking to people? Like there are people in the room, yeah. just go walk up to them, yeah. Um, and so I, I kind of want to remove all of that. Just say, look, there's stuff to talk about. Mm. You, you know, you heard what that person said they want to talk about. Mm. You know where they are. They're in that corner talking about mm. it. You don't have to say anything. Just go sit in the in that group okay. and and participate. Cool. 
I, I don't know if you if, if if it is still running because I remember I think in 2000s or something somewhere when I was still in India uh, there was this bar camps going on you know bar camps were yeah. pretty much like that you you go there there is a board mm-hmm. and then you you just put propose what you're going to talk about or the issue right. on a sticky um, and then just put it there and then people will vote on it and then whoever gets like at least three or four votes you know they they get a room and then they they talk about it uh-huh. so bar camp uh-huh. was one of those those things I was uh, part of at least two or three. um in back, back in bangalore in india a long time ago so uh-huh. it it sounds like a similar idea it's very similar yeah yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool the the difference i've been to a couple of bar camps yeah. and i'm sure they're all different yeah, because yeah, of yeah. just their of nature course. but the ones i've been to people prepare slides oh, and stuff beforehand okay. and they arrive early so that they can get on the board <laughs> at the spot that they want that is like not what i want exactly it's more, i don't it's want more it to be like talks that no one curated yeah. like that's that's like the opposite of what I want. Okay. I want something where so the theme of the conference is going to be closure at work. Okay. Uh, and the idea is to bring in the employers, the mm. employees and people who want to work in closure yeah. and have them actually talk about the issues they're having. Yeah. Like it might be tooling, yeah. it might be hiring, yeah. it might be finding a job, mm. it might be training. and have them you know say we've tried to hire someone and we don't know where to look yeah. we don't know we've hired someone before and they were a bad fit yeah. you know they didn't actually know closure and you know just bring up these issues. bring up these issues yeah. and have mm. the employers talk to each other have have them come up with something more than just talking yeah. where like halfway through the first hour they're like we need to make a guide or we need to like have a yeah. you know a, 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 an association where we you know and they they just start working on it okay. you know that's 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 my my main thing yeah. is less talk it's not chit chat yeah. it's not like oh how did you like the weather today how did how was <laughs> yeah. how was how oh, was the party last night <laughs> <laughs> nice breakfast they have at this conference you know like I want it to be um I want it to be much more productive. Okay. And the the big challenge that I've heard that I will face mm. and I, I believe it. Mm. I think that this is um this is a big thing is that a lot of people get their work to pay to go to the conference yeah. because yeah, they yeah. can yeah. they can point to a speaker and say look there's they're talking about then, yeah. Datomic and we're doing Datomic. Mm. Yeah. So send me here and i'll learn what i need to yeah, learn yeah 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 that's true um so i need to come up with some other way of saying like you will learn something that you can sell to your boss yeah yeah well, maybe it could be a combination but anyway i mean it, it sounds it sounds really nice so uh, i hope it, it it you know solidifies and then you you get the right uh, right way to uh, go about it i got a mm. lot of good feedback yeah. a lot of people like yeah. oh you're doing one let's i'm going yeah, like yeah. tell me when it is perfect so. So you already That's have a good a, sign. That's yeah, really yeah. good. Yeah. So um I think sometimes you start these things off relatively yeah, small, right. you know, if you can get like 50 people yeah. and then sometimes these things do scale, sometimes they don't scale. Sometimes it's actually maybe it's a better format to exactly. just have like you say like Smaller. 20, 30, 40, 50 people maximum and then people can work in those groups yeah, just up the price Whereas of the ticket if you've got like a thousand people yeah. and i make like a yeah, ted well, talk whatever, style, you know like cost ten thousand dollars to be in this room <laughs> yeah well yeah that's the way to sell it to the bosses yeah. you know yeah if you it's you can't get this anywhere else yeah. awesome price people in yeah <laughs> okay um i think i i don't have any more questions or or comments to make well 
Mm-hmm. So thanks a lot for for joining so, all the way from the US you know taking the time and uh, and I mean, yeah, it was fun and obviously as I said um I would love to check out your your more videos um but these days I'm a bit swamped with all the stuff but the people who are listening to I'm pretty sure they are familiar with your name already because you I mean you you're yours were one of the first courses that that talked about closure and yeah. taught closure to the people you'd be surprised yeah, yeah. you'd be surprised like that's one of the Um just a little story. Yeah. Um before Closure Conj, I went there too back in November. Mm. Um before then, I was really gung-ho about expanding outside of Closure mm. because I mm. felt like there's no room to grow. Yeah. And um when I got there, I met a ton of people yeah. who had never heard of me. Oh. And I was like a lot of people had, of course, yeah. but a lot of people were like, "No, I, I've never heard of that." and i work for a 40 person closure company <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. and i'm like uh okay there's a lot of stuff going on that i don't know about yeah. and um you know here's my car yeah that's that's <laughs> that's that is some, one of the things right i mean there is not enough um exposure but hopefully i think people who are listening to this podcast we 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 get like 1000 plays uh, whether we are, it's it's actually mm. not 1000 people or maybe i don't know <laughs> So uh mm-hmm. this is this is uh one way to reach out to the people I think. I think a lot of people are like downloading this off um off BitTorrent uh, <laughs> so we don't see them. So it's probably probably like really in the, there's like, piracy. like you know like you have like you, Yeah, I think there's you know, some pirate yeah, rebroadcast. I think there's piracy. Like, a lot of piracy like yeah. Low power it's like FM. dark energy in yeah. the universe, you know. There's a lot of it <laughs> out there know. that we just can't so, see. We know it's there. <laughs> yeah. Mathematically we know it's there but we just can't work it so, out so that's how I'm measuring it anyway yeah There's people who are like doing text to speech on the trans on the um yeah yeah called uh they do the transcripts transcripts yeah. thank you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we no, haven't got one no. of them but yeah, yeah. <laughs> they feed it through Siri and they have Siri read it back to them Yeah that's what's because, happening because they, they hate our voices thing, obviously yeah. <laughs> uh, but they can get it fast but it's it's been it's been fun i think i think we we are reaching enough people and and i was actually surprised by a couple of people sending emails saying hey you know oh you're the guy who do, who's doing this uh, podcast i'm like yes i'm sorry so oh. i always start with i'm really sorry and they're like no 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 it's really good i'm like okay thank you <laughs> <laughs> i'm like I apologize I, I, for your ears exactly i apologize for wasting one hour every now and then they're like no 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 it's okay you know it's really good okay thank you moving on well no it is really good and and you're the only closure podcast really uh, as far as i know <laughs> oh that's that's <laughs> No, it's it's maybe you, there is another one. You're yeah. serving a you're serving a, a good specific good role specific demographics. Yes, well, Cognicat Cognitech <laughs> is doing um, Cognicast, so I think that is that is not purely closure as far as I can I can tell. No. Uh, it's it's all about all of the no. things. Uh, they they even have the Elixir yeah. guy on the show. I mean, we 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 are not going to do that. <laughs> or, or if if we have him we'll make him talk about we closure to, look, that's pretty much it as far as i'm concerned we've we've given enough time to php on this podcast for, <laughs> yeah, right. for us to qualify you know as polyglot programs exactly yeah you know? so yeah. so i don't think we can get any complaints but, you know we're we're polyglot yeah friendly. but but we're in a yeah, committed relationship no with now. closure so you know yeah exactly but um anyway um i think that's it from me today from munich um So I have a, a busy week ahead. Uh, anything else uh, from you, Ray? 
Uh, or, or the end credits. We should roll on the credits now. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. Okay. <laughs> I could I could start talking about composting. <laughs> okay, okay, please don't. <laughs> I think I think we can make another podcast about composting. So for the for the people. Well, I just want to say uh, just just before we go, actually, I just want to say thank yeah, you, Eric, because. Um, I think, you know, it, it's just very kind of you to say that we're doing something good, but I think you, you've been doing it for a lot longer and I think you're very consistent and, um, you know, I think I think Closure um, owes a lot to people like you and you in particular yeah. to help yeah. grow the word. And, you know, I, I think you're right. I think, I think Closure is catching a bit of a fire. I think maybe it's this year, next year, I think we'll see more progress in this because people are, people are getting to, un, to the penny is dropping, I think, out yeah. there. Yeah. It's never going to be as popular as, as Java. Um, PHP yeah. or Java. Yeah. And I think one of the, yeah. one of the curses... It, it doesn't has, matter. No, it, exactly. It doesn't matter. One of the, and, and another thing that I really love about Clojure is that it's having such an influence on the rest of the exactly. industry. Exactly, yes. So yep. Even yes, if yes, we're yes, just yes. there... Yeah. Holding down the yeah. the philosophy or whatever you want to call it yeah. that mm. is radiating out to other languages and yeah. mm. I mean it's what spec came out and people were writing it in JavaScript yeah. they were rewriting because <laughs> they wanted it and they couldn't use it yeah um, yeah yeah it's that's cool of course uh, cool. as Ray was saying I, I second every word you said I mean that you you've been doing it for for forever and and uh, I'm I'm also a subscriber of your newsletter and I keep you know looking up to you saying like all these videos and everything that you made so it is very helpful for people who want to get into closure and i hope more and more people you know at least subscribe and then see what you're doing the the good work of, uh, of spreading closure um so uh, the end credits of course the, the music that you're hearing for the show is by by pizzeri um and all the technical magic is done by mr walter dullert did i pronounce it correctly Huh. Okay. Who knows? It's just okay. not bad. If, if he'll he'll, Wouter, he'll patch Wouter. it up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> in post. Exactly. In post production, <laughs> he's his name. So it's going to be like the post production is done by Wouter. The next. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Something like that. And um, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's it from from us today. And uh, hope uh, you have a nice uh, week ahead. Awesome. halfway there, VJ. It'll be perfect by episode 40.